When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. And we are also available on podcast form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So like, comment, share, subscribe so you never miss a new episode. My name is Chris Shad. I am a writer for the Viking Age as well as zone coverage and bring me the news. Joining me is um, Kirk Cousins, I guess. Um, actually it's, it's Adam Patrick, the editor of the Viking age, uh, as you can see with the little, uh, name tag thing at the bottom of the screen. But, uh, as you can tell, it is Halloween, which is why, you know, he's got all those chains around his neck right now. So Adam or Kirk, what is your scariest experience as a, uh, Vikings fan? Well, first off, I said to get this chain on because it's, it's so empowering. I can just hear it from from Kirk talking about. It. I just had to get the experience for myself. Um, scariest moment as a Vikings fan. Uh, speaking from a Kirk perspective, was probably anytime I threw an interception and had to come to the sideline and Mike Zimmer yelled at me. But uh, not being Kirk uh, as Adam Patrick, it would be when Randy Moss got traded in uh, what oh five. Um, favorite player for myself, a lot of other Vikings fans as well, traded in his the middle of his prime. Um, went to the Raiders and didn't really do that that well, and I don't really think it was really his fault. Uh, but then he went to the Patriots and uh, exploded again, and uh, yeah, it was then he came back to the Vikings and it was like, eh, it wasn't the same. Um, but yeah, like. That was that was scary. I didn't I didn't want Randy Moss to be traded from the Vikings. He was he's the best. Uh, I, yeah, there's a video floating around today of uh, Randy Moss talking to Bill Belichick and convincing. Oh, him yeah. To come to their yep. Halloween party. Yep. And it's just so funny. He's just like Halloween party, man. Uh, you want to come? Yeah. <laughs> Belichick's like, you want me to dress up as the devil or what? And he's mm-hmm. like, well, you'd probably win the contest. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean. That's just a pretty funny video. Um, my experience, uh, my scariest experience as a Vikings fan has nothing to do with the actual Vikings on field. Uh, because I, what Super Bowl was it? 45 is it the last one the Packers won. It was 2011. Yeah. So the Steelers. What, yeah, the Steelers. Whatever. Packers, Steelers, mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I was in college and uh, my friends decided 
to throw an anti-Packer party. <laughs> so we were in the comfort of somebody else's apartment or house or whatever it was at that time. And all of a sudden at halftime, something happened and we all left. So my friend and her boyfriend at the time were in downtown River Falls, which is in Wisconsin. She's like, hey, we're at the bar. Do you want to come down and join us for the second half? And I'm like, well, yeah, I want to be out for this. Like, whatever. Like, it's Super Bowl. It's fun. Whatever. So I run down, no coat or anything, in the winter in Wisconsin. And I get about halfway to the bar, and I realize I am wearing all my anti-Packer stuff. (laughs) All the Packers are in the Super Bowl while, uh, yeah, in the middle of Wisconsin. So I am wearing a Percy Harvin jersey. I have a terrible towel that I bought off eBay. Oh, no. And uh, I decided to go in. And you know what? I mean, I wasn't I wasn't like a dick or anything to anybody. I was super nice and like whatever. I mean, and I was cheering for the Steelers because I wanted them to win naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we all know the Packers won the Super Bowl. And uh, this guy, I I, I don't remember it from exactly what he said at the two minute warning, but he he was basically threatening to kick my ass at the two minute warning. And I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, cool. You guys are about to win the Super Bowl. Then they win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was within doubt at that moment, but you know, the Packers won and everybody around me was like super nice about it. Like I was like, Hey, congrats. You just won the Super Bowl. Like I wish I, my team could win a Super Bowl. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, this guy goes behind the bar he grabs a bottle of Tito's and he grabs a book of matches. So he takes the bottle of Tito's and just starts throwing the vodka at me. And then he tries to light the match. Fortunately, my friend's boyfriend at the time was seven foot tall and on the basketball team. So he picked him up off the ground and slammed him against the wall. So I made sure my friend got out of there safely um, with vodka all over me. (laughs) And uh, he was, I remember him screaming at this guy and he's like, you need to calm down. And this guy's like, how much is he paying you? You thought you'd be afraid. He's like, he's my friend. Calm down. (laughs) And uh, the only thing that I could remember is, uh, you know, sitting in the car and repeatedly saying, I can't believe they tried to light me on fire. And there's a there's a whole another like section to this story that we call World War Three. And there's like broken glass and. Uh, somebody told me to do stuff to Greg Jennings that I'm not really comfortable with. So anyway, the moral (laughs) of the story is don't go to Wisconsin wearing Viking stuff in the middle of a Super Bowl because they will kick your ass or at least try to light you on fire. Something along those lines. You know, I I wish that was surprising, but it's not. It's it's not. not You know, if I did get light on fire, I could like dress up as Kane like every day. It wouldn't even be like (laughs) Halloween. Could have like the little buzzer, like my name is Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Non-wrestling fans are like, what the hell is he talking mm-hmm. about right mm-hmm. now? Um <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> I also got a cold, so this is kind of a we're kind of roughing it here. <laughs> excuse me, build some time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh the Vikings yesterday, they beat the Cardinals. Uh they I think it was by eight points because of course. It couldn't be easy. It was a one-score game, of course. Uh, they are physically yeah. incapable of winning a game by more than one possession. <laughs> At this point, I am just convinced that they can't do it. No matter who it is, what the opponent is, they it is a law of fact. I do not make the rules. The Vikings cannot win a game by more than one possession. Yeah. 
you want me to take it from here? Yeah, no, go right not Dying. Um, <laughs> I only feel like I am. It's not COVID. Don't worry. Uh, or the coof. Sorry, demonetized. I guess. But uh, this is a game where the Vikings look to be in control for most of it. Dalvin Cook had his first 100-yard game on the ground. Zadarius Smith had three sacks. Kyler Murray threw a couple of picks. Uh, I think this is the Vikings' best game of the year. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, They got, yeah, everything was pretty much rolling. They didn't have as many three and outs as they had, I believe, against the the Dolphins in their last game when like they had a couple scoring drives and then every other drive was a three and out. At least some of these drives were more than three plays. Um, but then, yeah, they got a good effort from the defense, which put a bunch of pressure on Kyler Murray um, out of there. And they got some turnovers. They forced some turnovers on special teams, um, which special teams just playing, playing great. Just coverage, coverage wise. They're just playing great. Um, Ryan Wright had a good punt. Uh, Greg Joseph, we, we can talk about him later. Coaching decisions were, were good. Refs, like, there were some, some iffy penalties here, like the Patrick Peterson pass interference, but overall they weren't, like, egregious, I don't think. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, like, you've, you've talked about, I think in the past, like, just not being excited about the Vikings or, like not knowing what to think of this team, but like at this point, like yesterday, I found myself feeling really calm when they, even when they were down by like two or three points. And I was like, I'm this, there's a lot of time left. They've already proven they can gain, you know, plenty of yards against this defense, not worried. And then what they do, they pulled away and they won. And I think Kevin O'Connell has a lot to do with that. Cause he's just this like cool, calm and collected guy. He's like, Guys, we got a lot of time left. Let's not freak out. The world isn't ending. Figure it out, and we'll win. And that's what they did. I think you're right. And I mean, I was uh, looking at a clip before I came on the air here of Pat McAfee on his show today, and he just said the Vikings are really effing good. Like, that's a good football team, basically. Yeah. And I believe him at this point. Um You know, I think sometimes I get in the mindset of what is going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And like the Vikings by, I mean, there there are things they can correct, you know, like Kirk Cousins did some Kirk Cousins stuff yesterday. He was checking out on third and eight. Uh, Will Raggetts posted a video (laughs) trying to hype up Adam Thielen and everybody saw Justin Jefferson open 20 yards downfield. So I don't know if that was like by design by Will just to like, hey, look, Adam Thielen made a catch or, you know. Maybe he's uh, done that. He's done that. He's highlighted Kirk's mistakes in the past. Everyone's been like, what are you doing? Don't do that. I honestly, I'm surprised like you don't have visitors at your house right now uh, dressed up like that. Um, Uh, But but um, people from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I mean. Like the thing about this team is like this is exciting. This this is this is a good football team. Like I I I know like Kirk's got to be a little bit better, which is fine. He he played fine yesterday. He I mean he didn't do anything to screw anything up. And I mean even with the standing of the NFC right now, the Vikings are in a position where they're probably going to get a home playoff game. They're going to win the NFC North because the Packers are bad. The Lions are. Bears are just non-factors like they, 
they're worse than bad. The, the Bears don't want to be good. They're like, we're scoring too many points. We need to trade everyone away. Like, stop scoring points. <laughs> They're, they're going to, I mean, I saw something, they have like $109 million in cap room and like, yeah, nine yeah, yeah. it's like, who the hell is going to want to come there? Like, right. It, it's just like, I don't, I don't a great know. Field. A really great who field. wants to wear that gaudy orange helmet too. That just seems like it's like the uh, Jurassic park thing. Like just because we can do it doesn't mean we should, but I, I mean, look, look at this. I, it, so you get a home playoff game in the NFC. Mm-hmm by winning the division and then the rest of the NFC you look at it and it's like Seattle's the three seed they're actually good it looks like they're, they're a little frisky they're a little yeah frisky. uh the Falcons are four and four yeah, I don't know if they're good but I mean they're gonna nope. get they're gonna get a playoff spot if they win that division uh yeah. then you have the Giants and the Cowboys by the time we get to the second round by the time we get to the playoffs we'll play both of them at home and then the seven seed could be San Francisco. Not really liking that. But again, you get them at home if you yep. get that seventh, second seed. So all things considered, then you look at the next round. It's like, okay, if the Vikings hang on to that second seed, you get a second playoff game yep. if you win the first one. Yep. So, I mean, that's two playoff games. Then you go to Philadelphia and shoot, I'd flip a coin in Philadelphia. I mean, people, people will be, mm. you know, everybody's focused on the end. <laughs> you know, and Philadelphia looks like a great team, but I mean, yeah. at this point, like, I don't even think this is like halfway because they're good. I think they got a little bit of luck in them and who cares? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be lucky than good. The Vikings and the Packers have basically switched spots from a year ago because mm-hmm. the Vikings were like, if we can only get to 500, we can only battle back. And, you know, every, you know, everybody looks like they're going to the dentist every Sunday and <laughs> everything else. And like the Packers were just winning games. We're like, we, God, they're lucky. How are they doing this? I, I don't understand. Now it's the Vikings doing that. And the Packers look like they, they just don't want to be there anymore. So, I mean, it's exciting. Like mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell called this an ascending team. Like, do, mm-hmm. do you think that's what we're looking at here? Oh, for sure. Um, Cause we keep talking about stuff they can get better at and they're six and one. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, they're playing really well and they still can be better, which is which is good. You know, you're hoping that they can stay pretty healthy. Uh, I know Delvin Tomlinson went down with a calf injury yesterday and uh, what O'Connell called him week to week. So he's probably not going to play against the commanders next weekend. Same thing with Irv Smith. Uh, he got hurt again um, with an ankle injury. Uh, Zadarius Smith had a, had like a little yeah. 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 <laughs> Smith had a little uh, scare. Yesterday with his 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 knee to knee injury, uh, but he came back and he was he looked fine to me. Um, but yeah, they got to stay healthy, you know, keep keep improving. I the offense looked more people looked more comfortable. I, I feel like in the offense yesterday, especially running the ball, they ran the ball really well. Uh, the Cardinals were actually a good run defense, which kind of surprised me that the Vikings were able to just do whatever they pretty much want. Kirk Cousins was able to do whatever he wanted running the ball. Um, we, you mentioned the 49ers as a team that could get in the playoffs as a, like a seven seed or whatever. Um, I was thinking this today, like trying to compare like what Kirk Cousins is compared to some quarterbacks in the past. And I keep going back to people are going to, some people are going to be like this, the insult. Uh, but 2019, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, when they went to the NFC championship, like he, they didn't put that team on his back. 
they they asked him to make throws when he needed to make throws. He didn't really turn the ball over. Um, and he got the he got the job done. I think let's see, he finished with like thirty nine hundred passing yards, twenty seven touchdowns, and thirteen interceptions. That feels like a stat line that Kirk Cousins is heading towards. Um, and they went thirteen and three that year. Granted, their defense is a lot better than the Vikings' defense right now, um, but that's who I keep going back to. Like Kirk Cousins, this season is is peak Jimmy Garoppolo because I wouldn't call, I would compare him to the Jimmy Garoppolo of now because he's not as good. Um, but I would say right now, Kirk Cousins is is peak Jimmy Garoppolo, and I feel like that's not a bad thing because that the team that he was on that when he played well went thirteen and three. But yeah, this team. They're six and one, and they still have plenty to improve, which is exciting because they can get better. And I think it's good that they played the Eagles already, because in ninety, not ninety, wow, two thousand seventeen, when they didn't play the Eagles and they went to that NFC Championship, like, oh, we're gonna beat this team's Nick Foles, like, this is easy. They got creamed. Now this time they can go into, you know, if they play them again in the playoffs, they can go and be like, okay, this is what we did wrong. You know, this is what we did well. Let's do more of this. And this way we can, you know, maybe have a better chance of beating them. So, yeah, I'm excited. The six in one, like, there's very little to not be happy about, about a six in one team. And although they got crushed in that game earlier in the season, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> they, uh, I mean, they only lost 24 to seven. Mm-hmm. And it, the Eagles did not score in the second half. Nope. You look at their touchdowns. I mean, Jalen Hurts had one on a very good drive, but then they had another one, which was a mis- miscommunication in the secondary. Um, yep. You know, they were working out the offense. I don't know. Like I said, flip a coin in Philadelphia. You lose? Whatever. We're Vikings fans. We've been hurt worse than that before. Like, is what, that all you got? <laughs> yeah, it's it's week eight. You know, Jalen Hurts runs a lot. Who's to say that he's going to be healthy um, mm-hmm. all the way to the NFC Championship? Do we expect him to make, you know, play every game this season? I don't. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I'd rather have that game be in Minnesota, but you know, we'll see. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Another topic that came out of this game was uh, the revenge of the experts. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks making a big stop on you know Benjamin late in the game. He had six tackles, and then Patrick Peterson uh, was on <laughs> one, as the kids say. Yeah. Busted out the old Call of Duty celebration in the third quarter, uh, where I think somebody was, was, like, was like pretending they had a what's gun, that? and then you know, yeah. what, what's yeah. that? And then after the game, he was like, "What's that? I don't even know what I did." What? What do you? Somebody was like, "You did a yoga because he did a yoga pose after too. He did like the baby Yoda." Oh, um, gotcha. somebody was like, "You did a yoga pose." He's like, "I did. Oh, I don't even remember." Uh, just like, oh boy, he yeah. he was uh, he was petty AF as the kids oh, yeah. would also say, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. but. Uh, he also called. I mean, he he went as far as in the press game, oh, post game presser or scrum, whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah. talking about like the Cardinals. Apparently, Steve Kime hasn't like called him and yep. said, "Hey, thanks for everything." Which Patrick Peterson is a big part of Cardinals history. So yep. I mean, he's got a bit of a point there. But he also told a story where they would leave apparently leave emails. From angry and season ticket holders and print them out and put them on yeah. a chair. And one of them said, so he said it, it was like Joe H. Barry or whatever, which yeah. I would hate to be that guy sitting at home. Just like, <laughs> you know, just checking it out. I, oh, yeah, Patrick. Whoa, he's like <laughs> catching strays out here. But uh, yeah, that was that was something. I mean, this defense as a whole, 
They gave up 26 points, but I, I think one of the things that has me so optimistic is they are making the right play at the right time. Yeah. Like last year when they needed a big play, they never got it. Nope. You could say the same about 2020 and even 2019 at times. They never got the big play when they needed it. They are making plays. They're playing confidently. I mean, Cameron Dantzler came out last week and smashed Mike Zimmer saying he straight up told him, <laughs> I don't talk to injured players. Like, it, it, it's like it's like a character caricature yeah, at yeah. this point of him. Yeah. Just, you know, it, this defense, they are giving up points. They are giving up yards. But, I mean, I, I like how they're performing when they need to perform. And it is classic bend but don't break. <laughs> Yeah, I think um they the, the the announcers talked to said they did talk to Ed Donatel before and how he's like we're going to give up a bunch of yards. We're going to give up a bunch of yards in between the 20s or whatever, but once you get in that red zone, you're not going to score. Um and we're going to get turnovers, we're going to get sacks. And that's what they're doing. Um so we're looking at like how many yards they're giving up and we're like freaking out cuz we're like they're giving up like 400 yards a game and it's like yeah. But how many points are they giving up? They're not. They're not giving up that many points, and that's that's what it comes down to is points. Like if 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 you scored points with yards, the Vikings would be screwed. But you don't. So um, this defense is it, it's just different than what we're used to. I think the the Mike Zimmer defense is like we're just going to shut you down everywhere. Like you're not going to get. You're not going to gain yards. You're not going to score. You're not going to do anything. Where this defense is like, we're gonna give you, we're gonna think that we're gonna make you think that you can do stuff, but then when you try and do it again, we're gonna be there and we're gonna intercept the pass or we're gonna sack you or whatever. Like, it's 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 a different scheme, so I think we still have to get used to it. The players are getting used to it, but it seemed like like just like the offense, it seemed like people were more comfortable yesterday. They got they got a lot of pressure. Now the Cardinals did have three offensive linemen, offensive linemen that were out, starting offensive linemen. That was probably a factor, especially because yeah. Zedaria Smith was lining up inside a lot, which they were trying to take advantage of, and it worked. Um, but yeah, the defense look good. they all, they play well at home. The crowd is definitely a factor, which is why getting a home playoff game is essential. Um, but yeah, I like I like this defense. There's some things that can get better. Curious to see how it does without Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, if he has to miss some time because he's been arguably their best defensive player next to Zedaria Smith. So I'm curious to see how, how that goes. And then, uh, yeah, Patrick Peterson's playing good, but I saw a bunch of, uh, Cardinals fans yesterday being like, well, it's funny. They didn't put him on, uh, they didn't try and have him shut down DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, would you put your 30 year old corner on DeAndre Hopkins? No, you wouldn't. You'd put the 24 year old corner who, who can, has the speed still to keep up with him. So. Um, I don't blame the Vikings for not shadowing DeAndre Hopkins with, with Patrick Peterson because that wouldn't have even been a good idea. So. I feel like it's that's something Mike Zimmer would have tried to have done. Like, I uh, think with I this know. defense, like, think about it. Like, Mike Zimmer's defense demanded perfection at all times. Yeah. And, like, when you're playing that game, you're just kind of like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to turn around and Mike Zimmer is going to be standing with a shotgun on the sidelines <laughs> or, like, I, I think I remember hearing a story like they had the F up of the week or whatever that they just wow. played on all the screens at TCO Performance Center. Just <laughs> like this, like, don't be this guy. And like Garrett Bradbury apparently was like one of the stars or something. The stars. Don't, don't, don't quote <laughs> me on that. But I mean, he was he was featured regularly, um, if I remember the report correctly. But <laughs> not, um, a cast, not a cast member, but a frequent special guest. 
He was he was the uh, Leo DiCaprio of the F ups uh, for the Vikings last year. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think that plays a factor. It's like knowing, OK, if I give up this 10 yard pass in the middle of the 20s, like they're going to be OK, next play. Like yeah. it happened on like the same play against the Bears. Yeah. Like Cameron Dantzler gets burned. He gets stiff armed to the core of the earth, yeah. gets yeah. up and strips for the game winning fumble. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they that's part of the confidence. Yeah. And, and I think it's all over the place. Like Kirk is throwing. I mean, he talked about a third and I think it was four pass Jefferson in the third quarter where yeah. he's like, I was throwing it just like I shouldn't throw this. And Justin Jefferson went, it's cool. I got was it. Was it a 50 50 ball? I had 50 50 like, ball. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who was on him, but um, yeah, he was covered, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Because he's Justin Jefferson and he's <laughs> a badass. You know, it's awesome when you throw it wide open to him by uh, 15 yards, too. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to smash you, Kirk. He's wide open when he's time covered. to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. When he's uh, not open, he's open. Yeah. Like DeAndre well, Hopkins. Well, you saw that, 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 um, you know, the one hander, the ball that uh, Taylor Heineke threw yesterday to Terry McLaurin, um, where he just said F it and just threw it, <laughs> threw it up. And, Terry and down it, there somewhere. And it worked. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the Vikings are favored by like three and a half already on the road to the commanders, but I'm just like, mm. the old, the old Vikings in me is like, Taylor Harnicky revenge game. I don't know. No, I kick the door of opportunity down <laughs> right to the glass. Um, yeah, this 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 team is is getting there. You know, the defense, it's not what we're used to, but they're making plays and we just have to figure out whether we keep saying too. like I keep seeing people like it's not sustainable. They're not going to get turnovers. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. But it is like if that's how they play on defense. It's going to be sustainable. Like they're just in places where, you know, an over, if an overthrow happens here, there's going to be a guy there to catch the ball. Cameron Bynum, he just seems to be like in just random spots and with the, the ball just ends up in his hands. So I don't know. I like, I like this defense. I'm, I'm getting used to the way that they're playing by like, okay, whatever. They gave up a 20 yard pass. Great. But did they score a touchdown? No, they didn't. Okay. That's all. That's all I care about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, we spent the first 27 minutes of this podcast talking about all the positive things that went down. Uh, but let's talk about one of the biggest elephants in the room, and that is the kicker position. Uh, Greg Joseph missed another field goal on Sunday. Uh, I say missed politely because he legit <laughs> kicked a defensive lineman in the face with the football. Um, that's probably his fault. 
He has now missed five of his last field goal attempts at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Uh, he is now nine of 14 on field goal attempts this season, has not made a kick at U.S. Bank Stadium since week one. Yeah. Um, I have it in the outline as do the Vikings have a kicker problem? The Vikings have a kicker problem. Yeah. How do they solve it? Um, don't kick from 50 yards away. I think he hasn't missed from Start. inside 50. He hasn't missed from inside 50 at, at, at all this year. I think like, yeah, all of his misses have been from 50 yards or further away. Um, he's had a couple extra point misses too, which is annoying, but a lot of kickers are doing that. Uh, look at the Panthers yesterday, uh, missing that extra point to lose. Um, yeah, they have a kicking problem, but what's the, like who? What's the solution? They, they can't trade for Justin Tucker, you know. They they can't trade for for anyone else. Um, can't trade for Young Hoku or whatever. You know, There's no uh, no one on the street is is good. Like, you know what a friend suggested to me? Go for he goes, why would why wouldn't they just call uh, the Raiders and offer a first for Daniel Carlson? I've seen that a lot out there. Well, then I people, people have suggested this. I thought he was just joking. No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> um, which is fine. Mike Zimmer's not there anymore, so he's probably like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go. I don't care." Mike Zimmer's <laughs> not there. Controlled environment. Um, but yeah, I think the Raiders they don't have a lot of good going on right now. So I think like, they, and they just signed him to an extension. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, finding a good kicker in this league is not easy. Clearly. So I don't think they're about to just let that guy go for for nothing. Well, I think I heard this discussion somewhere else, but like, if someone was like, "You could trade for Justin Tucker, but you had to give up like a second round pick," would you do it? Yeah. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I I would give a first round pick. Um, I don't even care. It's like, I don't think people realize how much kicking makes a difference. Like, you just have that reliable. You're like, do we want to go for it or not? I don't know, but we can automatically get three points and let's just let's just do that like he's been a big reason why the ravens have been what they've been the last few years just being able to stay in games because he can just he's pretty much automatic from everywhere but back to greg joseph there aren't there aren't a lot of solutions like you, you can go dr- back to the drawing board with matt daniels i think the 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 vikings have done all they can like they've pumped them up they're positive they don't throw him under the bus. Like I don't think there was any talk about him after the game yesterday. Um, but it's it's a problem. It's week eight, or it was, but they have time to fix it. But yeah, all us Vikings fans are so scarred by kickers. All we can think of is like it's going to be in the playoffs, going to be coming down to a kick, or they need an extra point to tie or something, and he misses it. So, ah. Uh, I would love to say I'm not worried about it, but uh, definitely am. Yeah. If there's one position I don't want this team to screw with, it's definitely kicker. Like, at number one with a bullet. Like, do not mess with kickers. Um, our friend Tyler Fornis over at the Vikings Wire, his the article was actually published at Yahoo, so I don't know if it was a Yahoo article or what, but he dropped some names that the Vikings could go after. And it's Matthew Wright. Don't know who that is. Nope. Sam Ficken, Austin Seibert, uh, for both formerly of Detroit Lions fame. So that would be a bold strategy. Uh, Jose Borgales, uh, I probably just butchered his name. Yep. Elliot Fly, or uh, Elliot Fly, 
Elliot Fry, <laughs> Borregalis, I did okay, or Borregalis, I don't know. Um, let's just move on. Elliot Fry, Aldrich Rosas, and uh, Ryan Santoso, former Gopher. Did you, did you be, make did you make up all those names? It sure as hell seems like I didn't write the article. It was Tyler. We'd have to ask him. There's no, there's no kick. There's like Greg Joseph is the best kicker out of all those kickers. Like there's no kicker you can bring in. Like the thing we've learned about kickers too is like the relationship with the holder and the long snapper. Like it takes time. Um, he was kicking well this summer. He was kicking well at the beginning of the year. You know, there's something going on. And the Vikings, he's kicks, he kicks fine on the road. He's fine mm-hmm. on the road for whatever yeah. reason in, in U.S. Bank, which is is not good if you want to get home playoff game or home field advantage. Um, he's not he's not doing that great. So maybe he needs to maybe he needs to go practice in, in U.S. Bank Stadium. Like that's that's where he practices his kick. He should he should do it in there. Maybe like the crowd and the, the, the glass is throwing him off or something. Uh, I, I don't know. But there's no but there's no other kicker out there that's better than Greg Joseph. Like. I would not let go of Greg Joseph for any of those kickers. No, I guess that that's, that's what I would say. Um, Ryan Santoso is interesting just because as a gopher fan and a member of the 2019 gophers, he was great. Uh, he was awesome. But I also think, you know, at this point of the season, there's a reason why these kickers are available because they're not, uh, you know, effective. Uh, they could call, I don't know, I, I am in Brookings. Maybe they could call Adam Vinatieri and see if uh, he wants to do it. <laughs> little... 50 now? Yeah, a little. I don't know. How old was Gary Anderson when he kicked yeah. for us? Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, what's his face? Um, Greg Joseph needs to bring back the single bar. That Maybe his face mask just getting in, in the way too much. He needs, he needs the single bar. Are you even allowed to wear that anymore? I would doubt it. There's probably some kind of concussion <laughs> protocol thing with it. How it's just like it's is, just like Rick Rick Vaughn with the uh, glasses in Major League, where he's yeah. got the little you know. Like how was that even um like offered? Why was one single bar a? <laughs> Why did they play with leather helmets back in the day? That's, like that's true. That's true. Just <laughs> I, I don't know. Um. <laughs> so anyway, Tuesday trade deadline. The NFL's trade deadline is on. Tuesday, we've already seen some deals. Uh, Roquan Smith went to the Baltimore Ravens, Ravens earlier today. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have already picked up uh, Robert Quinn from the Bears. Uh, did they make another trade? I think they did. They or the did Eagles? they not? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm probably just imagining things. The but Chiefs got Kadarius Tony. Yes, the Chiefs got Kadarius Tony, who has a uh, tattoo of New York on his back. So. That uh, and his old number. He had eighty nine. Now he wears nineteen for the Chiefs, which is hilarious. Um, I don't know tattoos, man. He seems like uh, a great. I've seen some of his interactions on like Instagram and stuff. He seems like a great guy. Great guy. Oh, he's the type. That's the type of thing. Like after you trade for him, you go, oh, well. well I guess he's on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Vikings were reportedly interested in Brandon cooks over the weekend. Cooks has 32 catches, 354 yards and a touchdown this season. He also has two years left on his contract extension, which he signed this off season carries a $26 million cap hit for next season. Uh, some other targets include Jerry Judy of the Broncos chase Claypool of the Steelers 
or they could just sign Odell Beckham Jr. But we talked about uh, the trouble with the salary cap with that. Although it sounds like they could just convert some bonuses and that might clear up some room. So maybe they'll do that. Anyway, what receivers do you want to see the Vikings target as they head into the trade deadline? Um, I know he just said he's pretty expensive, but I like Brandon Cooks. Um, he's he's super fast. He's always reliable. Doesn't really get hurt. Um, he's been in the Rams offense, so he's pretty familiar with some of the schemes that the Vikings are already running. Um, he's still really fast, uh, so he's going to draw a lot of attention. <clears throat> he's young. He's like, I looked at it. <clears throat> now I got it. You, you've transferred your, your cold to me through the Internet. Um, through the microphone. He's, Hold up, we, he's, we don't want to start a conspiracy here. Right. Like, I think um, he's 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 twenty nine. Um, yeah, he's twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. So he's at the age where he's probably past getting like super big deals. So I, I know he's expensive now, but he if he does well, you can probably get him for a pretty decent like penny, or or you can let him walk and, and draft somebody else. Um, but I like Brandon Cooks just because of his experience in the offense, and he's still still pretty good. He's very fast, and he's always just he's been reliable. He's just been traded around a bunch of times um, for whatever reason. Um, I do like who is uh, I like I I would like if it's not Brandon Cooks. I honestly I would rather just wait it out and see if they can get Odell Beckham. Um, because the Chiefs just traded for Kadarius Tony, I would I feel like that should put them out of the running for Odell Beckham. Although I've seen things that are like, no, 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 they're still in the running. But if you were Odell, why would you like go there? There's, they have like seven receivers now. Like because you're better you... than all of them. I understand. <laughs> like like Andy... really, you're all better than all of them. Like for okay, sure. I'm just gonna come in and dominate. But but we know Andy Reid likes to just mix things up and get pe- as many people involved as as possible. He's got like. Six running backs too. He's got like Jared McKinnon in there, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and uh, Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah. Um. So if they can't get Brandon Cooks, like I'm not, I don't want anything really to do with. Like I don't mind if they get Claypool, but the <laughs> this this might be stupid, but him celebrating the first down when they were trying to score in the last minute last year kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um. And then who's the other Jerry Judy? I I, don't, I think it might be too costly to yeah. get him. At the same time, like I always hear, like oh, it'll be a first round pick, second round pick. Like those picks aren't guaranteed to be good either. Like we already know what some of these guys are capable of, and if you feel like that it's worth a first or a second round pick, then fine, then use it. But like I, I keep hearing, like you can't give up a first round pick. Why not? <laughs> like you probably if, won't need to. Football trades are right. weird, man. Like right. But people I mean, are just Robert like, Quinn oh, went for a fourth or something. But people like, like freak out. They freak out if you're like, oh, you have to give up a third to get Jerry Judy. A third? Okay. Like, Kellen Mond was drafted in the third round. Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not get crazy. Like, third round, third rounders are so great. Like, do what you have to do to, like, look at the Rams. Like, I know Quasi's was quoted, like, don't go full Rams. But look what they did. Like, they went out and traded for Von Miller. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They traded. They signed Odell Beckham. Like they, they've done all these things to get what they needed, and they won the Super Bowl. So, like, they proved they can be done if you just, you know, you're good. Look at the Eagles; they're they're undefeated, and they still traded for uh, Robert Quinn. Like, so, like, they're still trying to add pieces. Like, you, 
the Vikings aren't, we've talked like the Vikings are ascending and, and what we saw, what we saw from the Vikings during the draft and what we saw from them right after cut day, Quasey likes to make trades. So I would be very surprised if they don't make a trade tomorrow. Um, but yeah, those receivers, that's, that's, that's what, Brandon cooks and, or, or hold out for OBJ. I think the only one that I'd be a little bit leery of is Chase Claypool for the reason you mentioned. Yep. I mean, yep. there's that first down when they were trailing and the clock's running and all that stuff. Uh, they also had, you know, he takes a dip right before a, uh, you know, media interview and he's like, Oh my God, the lights. Uh, it's like, what are you, uh, the hey. music thing. Hey, listen, when was the last time a Steelers receiver was, you know, in trade talks under Mike Tomlin? Long time because they're pretty good at figuring out who's good. Well, that and like if if Mike Tomlin doesn't like like you, if he's okay with you being on the trade block, it probably says a lot about yeah you because he dealt with Antonio Brown. So <laughs> the parodity or whatever he called it, parodi, yeah, parodi, or <laughs> yeah, Paro- he said parodi. I guess like parodi. Talking about pierogies? What are you talking about? Well, I haven't ate dinner yet. That His sounds brain's amazing. a pierogi right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, Irv Smith Jr. is out with a high ankle sprain. We mentioned that. His days are probably numbered here. Uh, so they'll probably be looking for a tight end. Mm. Mike Kosicki is one possible target. <laughs> this is another guy. I'm just gonna get, I'm just going to cut you off. I don't want to give anything up to trade for a tight end. Like, the Vikings have... This this offense and this regime have clearly like made it clear that tight end's not really that important in their offense. So giving up assets to get a tight end, maybe the if someone's like you can have him for a seventh round pick, okay, fine. But I don't think they're gonna. They're, I don't think they're going after someone like Gasecki or whatever. Um, like a fourth or a fifth would probably be my. I mean, maybe even a fifth. I, I, I mean, I I have listed Mike Gasecki, who I don't know. It, he's fine, I guess. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, maybe that'll be it. They'll just <laughs> trade is, for him. He did the that? gritty once. Um, TJ Hawkinson is another name listed, but I think yeah. that's going to cost you a lot. And Albert Okwebunam, uh from the Broncos, I he just doesn't yeah. excite me at all. No. So I mean, no. I don't know. What we'll, we'll see what happens leading up to the trade deadline, and maybe the Vikings will do anything. Is there any other position you think the Vikings should be targeting? Yes. Uh, he's the uh, player on our, our cover art for this episode. Mr. Stefan Gilmore from the Colts. The Colts are not playing good right now. Um, and the Vikings could use another starting corner. I know Cameron Dantzler has been pretty good. PFF, analytics, whatever. But DeAndre Hopkins uh, destroyed them yesterday. Tyreek Hill destroyed them in Miami. So did Jalen Waddell. They, need, they still need some cornerback help. I think Stefan Gilmore... Would be good. He's getting older. I think he's still the twenty fourth ranked corner uh, on PFF this year, so he's still pretty, pretty, pretty decent. Um, he's not that expensive. The Colts are already paying. I believe he's he, he signed like a two year twenty million deal, and I think they're already paying ten million of that was fully guaranteed at signing. So um, he's someone I would be interested in because I feel like the Colts that division's weird. That the AFC South, I guess it's. It's kind of still up for grabs, but the Colts are not. They're not. They're not. I think once they start, once they benched Matt Ryan, they're like, all right, we're just, we're probably going to lose 
the rest of the year. So I would like to see the Vikings go after someone like like Stefan Gilmore for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, a receiver is probably at the top of my list. Um, you know, I if they look at guards, I mean, what guards are you going to get at the deadline, right? I mean, teams aren't going to let good guards go. Right. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. The thing about the NFL trade deadline is like there's a lot of talk and nothing happens. So yeah. I mean, we've yeah. had a deal or two, but I, I I I would be surprised if the Vikings swung some oh my god deal. Um, unless it's like they signed Odell Beckham hours after the deadline. Right now, what would you would say? What would you say is the better unit, the the, off, the Vikings offense or the Vikings defense? Uh, oh, is that tough? It really? Yeah, yeah. That's for tough. me, yeah. Offense, I right? mean, the offense looked good. So I mean, yeah. I think I, I, I mean, think the they, defense. A couple of weeks ago, I might have said it's a little closer, but I mean, the offense. Offense put up 34 points last yeah. week. So I, well, I'm just, I'm just saying because I think but. I agree with you. So I'm just saying, like, I think they need to focus on improving the defense because I keep hearing, like, receiver and tight end talk. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, but they need help on defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they still need – they're not they're not great. They still Like, when you get to the playoffs, you need – like, this is still true. You need a good defense. You need a good running game. Like you got you, you got to be able to pass the ball now too, but like, still rings true. You got to have like a decent rushing attack and a good defense in the playoffs. It's always true. Um, so I think if they add someone like Stefan Gilmore or maybe a different slot corner other than Shannon Sullivan, who's been terrible this year, um, that would help them out a lot. So I would like to see that, but we will see. We will see. Well, on that note, that is all the time we have for today on the Viking Age podcast. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But for Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We'll talk to you next time. money and transform your home with new appliances now at menards we offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today check out top appliance brands including KitchenAid, maytag whirlpool amana and criterion upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at menards shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at menards.com save big money